Hello, welcome to the Living Open podcast for mystics and seekers. I'm your host, Erin. I'm a Philly-based healing artist, and this is the Sagittarius Season Medicine episode of the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, these astrological seasonal medicine episodes come out every season, and they're always a delight for me to record for you. So just to share a little bit about Sagittarius before we get into the collective tarot reading, I really think of Sagittarius as a journey sign. You know, it's mutable fire. It moves, it changes, it flows, it brings up for me hunger, it desires too. Um, I also think of this archetype as bringing to mind adventure and freedom and expansion in all kinds of ways. Um, To me, it's not really an energy that wants to be reined in or held in a container. We can even sort of visualize that with the symbolism of the the archer and the arrow. Um, The arrow could go anywhere, right? And with that, it's also an archetype that's really orienting towards truth. Like, you might know this as Sagittarians in your life being really blunt um, or not, but we need that energy, right? So really, at its core, I think of Sagittarius as a sign that brings us towards vision and as a sign that expands, a sign that says yes, a sign that brings forward aliveness, a sign that asks questions um, and is seeking to find the answers, is going on a journey to find those answers. So before we get into the tarot reading, I just wanted to say a couple of things. I have the Sagittarius season breathwork playlist and intro to breathwork video in the description. It's free as always. Um, You can check that out if you want some Sagittarius Uh, energy music to breathe along to Um, and in the little video I also teach you how to do the breath work if you're new to it and the other thing is the religious trauma workbook is done it's with the graphic designer I'm so excited about it I've been working on it all year which actually feels really appropriate to be sharing during Sagittarius season but yeah so there's a little wait list and if you join it I'm gonna be sending I think it's gonna be like a three email sequence of some practices um, outside of the workbook that you can work with around healing religious trauma and working with religious trauma so if you want to get those practices I'm not sure exactly when I'm gonna be sharing them but sometime in the next couple of weeks you can also sign up for that email in the link in the description. Okay, so our tarot reading. Our invitation for the season is the high priest or the hierophant. It's called the high priest in the deck that I'm using, the lioness oracle tarot. The question that came up immediately when I pulled this card is, Where are you outsourcing your power to systems of authority to tell you what's right, to tell you what to do? Obviously, an example of a system of authority that is really great at doing this that comes up for me based on my life and my background is religion, but that's certainly not the only system of authority that exists in this country, in this world. There are so many. And this question feels like an ask, like, 
Where are we avoiding the messy work of interrogating what our actual values are, what we really care about, what matters to us, what are the core principles by which we want to be living our lives? Where are we avoiding that messy work and accepting handed down values? This can be in so many different ways, you know, we can get values offered to us by family, certainly, by people on Instagram, um, by religion, definitely, by capitalism, you know, it's like if we don't, if we're not actively choosing these values and principles for ourselves, they have already been chosen for us and they're in our bodies. You know, so it really does have to be such an intentional process. And this feels like, you know, the Hierophant returns us to our own truth. The Hierophant returns us to a knowing that pedestals are invented, they're not real, that we all have equal access to knowledge, to truth, to intuition, to heart. Um, that there is no one that knows better than we do our own values. Um, our own lives, our own lived experience, and that we all bring that uniquely forward, or at least we can. And so this feels like really needing to pick apart some of these threads and asking like, wait, <laughs> what is it that I actually think about this? And, you know, just to give an example, literally earlier this year, <laughs> I had this realization like, oh, I don't have to agree with everything that I read on Instagram, which sounds completely ridiculous, right? Because of course you don't. And specifically, this is in the context um, that I was reading this within like leftism and social justice. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm actually allowed to think think about this and figure out like do I agree with that do I think that's the way that we get there like coming from a space of like orienting towards the same vision and having a shared vision for the world right of justice of freedom for all people of everyone being able to be supported and have their needs met all of that um oh, I don't actually have to take in everything that somebody writes about this on Instagram as truth. Which, as I'm saying it out loud, it even feels kind of like confronting for me to say, but it's true, right? There are so many different perspectives. Continuing with this example, there are so many ways to move towards justice. There are so many different um lineages of thought within leftism for example um and we're all allowed to figure out what we think about that right and so this feels like the work of the hierophant the work that we're being invited into this season um i think we can fall into traps sometimes of thinking like oh i deprogrammed that <laughs> that thing from like my upbringing or whatever that um value system that wasn't actually mine and then not realizing where we might actually be repeating the same pattern with other things with other systems of authority um and still <laughs> not rooting into our own truth our own values our own principles the things that are the things that are in our heart, the heart, the, the beat of our own hearts. 
Um, and along with that, what we're shedding is the Three of Cups. And so this really feels like a season to sort of retreat into that cave of figuring it out for you, retreating into um, a little bit more solitude, retreating into a little bit more um, solo practice, coming into more of a container for your own inner expansion by taking time to actually be with yourself, with your thoughts, with your heart, to do some of this like sticky, nuanced work that we're talking about with the Hierophant, you know? This is, this is no joke, and it's not simple. Even if the way I'm talking about it maybe makes it seem simple, I hope it doesn't. It's incredibly nuanced and complex. Um, so really creating that space for ourselves and creating some space between maybe even taking in other people's opinions. So this might be a really great time for something like a social media detox or committing to, I don't know, spending some time journaling about this before you talk to anyone else or read anything else for the day. You know, there are so many ways that we could do this. Those are just some suggestions. Um, but maybe just asking, like, what are the things that sort of cloud my ability to hear myself and drop into deep space with myself? And then how can I maybe um, create some distance between myself and those things, at least at times throughout this season, so I can be more in that space with myself and really root into this work? And what we're expanding into is the Page of Pentacles, which honestly feels so lovely and so right for Sagittarius season. And what came up immediately when I saw this card is stepping into, expanding into more curiosity, more openness, expanding out of rigidity, expanding out of carceral punitive thinking, expanding out of structures that structures that we may have been taught to hold and to exist within into more openness more curiosity more not knowing <laughs> more not knowing the answer which might sound counterintuitive to what i was sharing with the hierophant but i think there is so much to be said for allowing ourselves to exist in a space of questioning in a space of oh, I'm not actually sure what the answer is for me or what I really think about or what I really think about that, but I'm asking these questions, I'm exploring these ideas, and I'm engaging with this process. Getting a little more comfortable saying, I don't know, but let's talk about it. I don't know, but I'm going to engage with these questions so I can start to start to peel back some layers and get a little bit deeper with myself about what I actually think about this, what I'm actually dreaming into, what I'm actually visioning around this. Um, what I love about the pages is the curiosity that they bring forward. And so, yeah, that's what we're being asked to expand into with the season. And yeah, Sagittarius energy being such, such a support for that. And the support that we need at this time is the Knight of Swords. Double air. 
we need the support of our intellect at this time. Again, really Sagittarian. This feels like an ask to not just exist in the waters of feeling into and sensing into, but also thinking critically, engaging our minds um, is a helpful support this season as we make decisions, as we deconstruct and construct values, as we descend a bit more into depth with ourselves, you know. I think Scorpio season is thought of as like this dark time, literally, like it's dark outside, and absolutely it is, but Sagittarius season is the darkest time of the year in the northern hemisphere. It is the shortest hours of daylight, the longest hours of night. There is so much darkness at this time, and it's still space for us to descend for us to keep going deep, for us to keep digging in. And Knight of Swords asking us as well, like to bring in the mind, engage the mind. The mind is a beautiful gift. The mind is a beautiful support. Like let's engage it all. Let's work with it all. Feelings and heart and body and mind and let's create some um, connection between these things as we work through values and curiosity and deconstructing and constructing and building for ourselves. So I want to share some of the key dates for the season. On the 21st, the sun entered Sagittarius and that was also the first quarter moon. And then coming up, we have a full moon lunar eclipse in Gemini on next Monday, the 30th. December 7th is our last quarter moon in Gemini. We have a dark moon in Scorpio and then in Sagittarius on December 12th and 13th. And then the new moon solar eclipse is in Sagittarius on December 14th followed by our winter solstice, which is the start of Capricorn season and is also the first quarter moon, and that's on the 21st. So, which I didn't mention, (laughs) but clearly this is also our eclipse season. Um, So really feeling into, you know, these things, this time, I'll just say, can be a powerful time for letting things eclipse out and eclipse in. And so thinking of that in the context of this reading Can we allow, what do we need to do to allow some more of ourselves, more of our own values, more trust in ourselves to figure these things out, to eclipse in, and putting all of our power and trust in systems of authority to eclipse out, structures that don't serve, punitive thinking, binary thinking, to eclipse out, (laughs) and eclipsing in as well, some more curiosity, some more openness, some more expansion. So just feeling into that this season, yeah, I'm definitely interested after this reading (laughs) to see how this season goes for all of us. Feel free to share over on Instagram. Um, what's coming up for you around this reading or around this season as we get deeper into it. And that's all I have for you today. 
definitely download the free breathwork playlist if you want to do some breathwork for Sagittarius season. And I'll be back on Monday on the full moon lunar eclipse with another episode. It's going to be an interview actually with my nonviolent communication teacher, Terry Lewin, who is really wonderful. And we recorded this episode over this summer. And yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. Nonviolent communication, I think, is it's definitely complex. I feel like I've used that word a lot this this episode, um, <laughs> but it is, and it has also it's also a practice that has really changed a lot for me. I would definitely say it's changed my life. And Terry is a really lovely teacher, so I'm excited to share that with you. Um, stay in touch. In the meantime, you can find me over on Instagram at e r y n j underscore, as well as on Patreon. And I'll see you on Monday with our new episode.